Hello, thank you for joining us for another edition of Trends Talk. I'm Brian Bolio, CEO and Chief Economist of ITR Economics. And want to answer some questions that have been coming in recently. Um, some of them stemming from the um, webinar that we have been doing for subscribers and our consulting clients. And one of the questions was, um, why should we trust China's data? Um, you know, they're reporting that there aren't new cases in some of the provinces. Uh, why should we believe them? Well, we're believing them at ITR um, for several reasons. One, the economic data that the government is releasing uh, is being confirmed by our partners on the ground in China, uh, interactive anal analytics, and by our clients. Our clients are telling us that, yeah, this is what's really going on. And both those sources are also uh, telling us to varying degrees that um, the numbers are on the wane in terms of new cases in China as a whole. And therefore, some provinces not having new cases except for where um, people have flown back into the country, uh, Chinese nationals have come home, seems to be legit. It all makes sense. It, it ties up. So that is indeed good news. In fact, we are looking at some <clears throat> trends today that show um, we're looking at recoveries accelerating on the way up and new cases are on the decline. I know it doesn't look that way when you read the media reports or see those charts, but when you look at the um, trends losing, using log scale, we're clearly seeing that April is going to be a bad month. Everybody knows that, but we are moving on the better side of this trend in the next several weeks. Uh, another question is, let's assume the new cases in the U.S. will start declining early April. I think maybe early April is a little uh, ambitious. We probably won't know for sure other than some prelim data until around mid-April, but let's say mid, early to mid-April, uh, new cases are starting to decline. That's probably when the fatalities will be peaking also. So the news will be daily bad in terms of the fatalities, but you're gonna to have to look beyond that to see what the future really holds. And how is this gonna affect the market? Well, it's probably gonna be good news for the stock market, at least it has the potential to be, particularly given uh, all the money that the Federal Reserve is creating out of thin air, uh, that tends to bolster the market also. In terms of the broader market, it's also good for seeing GDP begin to lift lift off the canvas in the third quarter this year, particularly as consumers are not only exiting their homes, but they're starting to go back on vacations and spending more and more money around their homes and that sort of thing. So we think it's, it's good for the stock market, but it's even better for GDP. Uh, April is indeed the uh, flux month in terms of the uh, COVID-19. Don't forget, though, that there's still the other black swan, a.k.a. Uh, these extremely weak oil prices that continue to have us worried. Um, that means even COVID, though COVID-19 may be abating in some regions, some sectors um, of the economy or geographically speaking, um, others aren't going to feel this. Uh, you're going to see more and more pain in the energy sector. None of the politicians seem to be particularly concerned about it. The um, oil industry has never been the uh, delight of the uh, Democrats, and uh, the current uh, Republican Party has a lot to be gained by leaving gasoline prices very low. So we're, we're concerned that these low oil prices could drag on ad infinitum. Uh, 
uh, into later on in 2020, and that could depress some parts of oil industry and the frackers and the distributors and a whole host of other folks who make their livelihood supporting all of that activity. COVID-19 is one thing. We're still very concerned about the other black swan, aka oil, and we'll be watching that very carefully along with you. Saudi Arabia and the Russians seem to be uh, determined to drive these prices down uh, amazingly so, as a matter of fact. We are anticipating that by the end of this year, those prices, current very low prices, are beginning to move up toward $30 a barrel. And it's hard to imagine that you have to move up to $30 a barrel. But that's the situation we find ourselves in. If you see that those oil prices, which today are trading at a little over $20 a barrel, are indeed trending toward or maybe even at $30 a barrel by the end of the year, And that's a good sign for the overall economy experiencing more of a broad-based, diversified macroeconomic lift in 2021. If those prices aren't moving up, oil prices aren't moving up by that time, uh, we may have to alter our forecast in terms of the magnitude of overall GDP's ability to rise, certainly industrial productions, based on what we saw in the 2015-2016 era. COVID-19. It's one story getting all the headlines right now, but it's not the whole story. We'll continue to watch those oil prices and COVID-19 along with you and see where these swans are taking us. Thank you very much for listening to another Trends Talk. I'm Brian Bolio, Chief Economist and CEO of ITR Economics, and we'll catch you next time.